0: What's up, you guys, and welcome back to the dear Crap Podcast. This is your host, Micah Folsom, and we have a guest today. And y'all, this conversation is solid. If you are a woman and you eat food, you are going to want to save this episode and send it to all your friends. We have with us today, Tony Marinucci, who is a registered dietitian and business owner of Tips with Tony, who ironically teaches people how not to diet. Her team of RDs provide online nutrition coaching to help women break free from the all or nothing mindset and encourage balance instead. Tony's mission is to end restrictive diet culture by providing simple tips to healthy living while incorporating foods you love. Yes, please love that. She recently gave a TEDx talk and wrote a book titled Once Upon a Diet, where she discusses the parallels between diet dating, and romantic relationships, and how we treat them the same. We dig into this in the episode. So much value in this one. Get out your notebooks and let's dig in.
1: You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable.
2: with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.
0: All right, Tony, I am so excited to dig into all of the things, food, nutrition, mindset, emotional eating, just this is going to be an epic episode, especially for women. I know dudes will get value out of this too, but like, I feel like it's next level for women and food and all of these things. So before we dig in, can we just tell our listeners who you are a little bit about your story? Give us all the the background. Yes. Well, first of all,
3: thanks so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. I am very excited to teach today and just to chat and get to know each other better. And hopefully have some say something that resonates with your listeners. So I am Tony Marinucci, and I am a registered dietitian. However, I didn't think that that would ever be my path. I mean, I did realize it in like my teens, but I mean, I wanted to do all these other things. And then, you know, when I was really young, I was teased about my weight. I was overweight and it was made pretty, it was pretty obvious that that was something that was like wrong or wasn't accepted. Cause I got teased mm. from as little as like Um, middle, like uh, elementary school. And then at the age of nine, I was getting told things like, if I didn't lose the weight, I would never get a boyfriend. Like it was just so inappropriate. And so, so that those, that messaging stuck with me. And so I really did tie my weight to my worth. And I know we can talk later about kind of why we do that and how that happens, but I, even as I kind of, even after I lost the weight, like now fast forward to when I decided to go to school to become a dietitian, to really learn how to lose the weight. Like I even lost the weight and I still had this vision, like it wasn't enough. Right. And so I constantly was like, just going around life, like getting into relationships that really didn't serve me, um, settling in like working, like. 90 plus hours a week for everybody else other than myself, like just doing all these things, pouring out to others, because I just really didn't feel like I was enough, no matter how much weight I lost. So I realized wow. that I really needed to like disassociate that story and kind of really just lean into like, who do I want to be and how do I want to feel? And that's what I help clients do now. And me and my, my team of dietitians as well is because, you know, for so many years I I did, um, successfully, and I'm using air quotes, lose weight, but it was, I was doing it for the wrong reasons and from, for the wrong people. And so when I let go of that, I actually put some weight back on, but I was actually so much happier. And now I'm in a, in like, um, you know a, a bigger i'm you know i'm in a bigger body than i was in my leanest, but i'm happier here and i think that everybody needs to decide what works best for them yeah. um and making sure that it's coming from like internal desires rather than like this outside pressure so that's why i do what i do today and um how i became a dietitian and why i think i'll you know i love this field and i'll i'll be here for a while
0: <laughs> i love it so much so you i mean i know you just Launch your first book, and it's called Once Upon a Diet. Yes. and I want to dig into that first because you mentioned how women associate diet with relationship, like it's all like interconnected and parallel. Let's explain that for a sec, because I think that's so intriguing. Yeah, well, I mean,
3: I, I it really clicked with me. Like I would say, I mean, I wrote the the book came out last year. I was wrote it for like two years, and like the idea came to me, so it must been like three or four years ago, and at that point I was single and I had just gotten out of another long-term relationship. And I realized I had this pattern. Like I basically dated five versions of the same guy, just with a different name and a different face. So I just was like, so frustrated with myself. Like, why does this keep happening? Why does it create, why is a disaster created for us to end? Like I missed all the red flags. Like here I am again. Like I stayed in something way longer than I should have. Right. And I was like, so frustrated. And then I, then something like hit me and I was like, wait a minute. This is like what our clients do. Like these women, they jump from diet to diet, hoping yeah. each one is quote unquote the one. And then they're upset when it doesn't work, right? They're basically going around like Cinderella's stepsisters trying to jam their feet into that glass slipper when clearly it's not a good fit for them. Right. So that was like my first parallel. That's when I was like, wait a minute, like there's something more here. Yeah. I um love that. I was in therapy at the time and, um, we were obviously going through my relationship issues. And then I realized like, I still hadn't healed these parts of me, even though I was the leanest I've ever been, I still was trying to, you know, lose this weight for other people. It wasn't for me. Right. And so I, that finally clicked for me. And so then, as I started to kind of explore that, I started to dive deeper into these other parallels between like dieting and dating, and I, then, then I decided I got a TED talk. I did a TED talk in February twenty twenty. Once I did that, I only had eight minutes to speak, and in my mind, I was like, "There's not, there's no way I can fit this all in eight minutes." And that's when I decided I need to write a book I <laughs> awesome. there's like oh yeah. so much here, <laughs> right? Um, so I mean, there's so many parallels. I'll give you one that I kind of just shared before, like when I. I would like miss all the red flags, right? So I think we do that in dieting, like especially during the honeymoon phase, we get like super excited. Um, everything's quote unquote working, which I know we'll talk about in a second, but we basically just like are so in love with the lust of things and the excitement of things that we miss the fact that actually, you know what, this probably isn't going to work past that six month period. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's what I would do. I was dating people that really were more, should have been like short-term flings. And now here we are two years later. And I'm like, why didn't this work out? It's like, cause I just, I was never really looking for the right thing. Right. And yeah. then I was frustrated. Um, so a lot of women do that as well. It's like, They'll start something and it works, quote unquote, in the beginning. They maybe lose a ton of weight, but then, you know, the fatigue starts happening. The bloat starts happening. The frustration starts happening. Now, things just like aren't working anymore. and They're trying to relive that honeymoon phase over and over and over again. They might do Weight Watchers for like the 10th time and it's not working anymore because it's not meant to work in the long run. Does that make sense? I love that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and it's so common. Oh my gosh. I come, I come up against this so frequently. So what would you say to someone who like a listener who's like, holy crap, she's talking about me right now. How do you find what works for you? Like, how do you identify that and figure that out?
3: Yeah. uh oh, so many ways. So first thing I'll say is if you want to break out of that, like diet cycle and truly find what works best for you, I would recommend asking yourself three questions. So the first is actually, will this last past the honeymoon phase? So basically you have to be honest with yourself because everything's always easy in the beginning, you know, but if the partner that you're looking at or that you're with is like, really not like and you want something it's okay to have a short term fling, right but if you really want some like marriage material or someone long term then you need to like have a criteria you need to know what you're looking for um and so the same thing goes with like it's okay if you wanted to um you know go through a period of seeing how lean you can get but then you can't be upset that you gain some of that weight back because that's a season it's a period it's not forever right um So that's the first question. Will this last pass the honeymoon phase? Then the second question is when you're in something is, do I even like this? because that's what happens. We kind of just get stuck and we kind of are just going through the motions and we lose. So it's like, we don't, it's never going to be like rainbows and butterflies, like the honeymoon phase, like anything you're going to do has, it does require work, but at the same time, you shouldn't be settling for like the bloatedness, the like feeling bloated, feeling tired, um, not going, not feeling like you can go and navigate social situations. Yeah. Um, you know, have, having anxiety around food, food obsession, like, it doesn't have to look that way, right? So, do I even like this? And then the last question is when you finish something, right? So, when it, when you know, maybe you did keto or you did intermittent fasting or you did Weight Watchers or you did um, Noom or any program or anything that you try. I'm like, this is where I'm a little bit different, where I'm not like 100% anti-diet, but I really hate diets at the same time. So <laughs> basically like I, my my whole method and what I teach in the once upon a diet method in my book is it's never a waste of your time as long as it taught you something. So you have mm-hmm. to ask yourself the last question, which is what lessons did I learn from this, right? There were probably components to that person or to that diet that were really great and really made you feel good, gave you some structure, some accountability, right? But then there was probably other aspects that like were not necessary that made you feel miserable um that just like weren't worth this like it just the juice the juice wasn't worth the squeeze like you didn't want to keep doing it yeah so um that is like the final question which is what lessons did I learn from this and then you have to take from that into your next, you know, whether it's a person you're dating or the next kind of, um, experiment that you try with your body or the next kind of method that you go about, whatever your goals are, you have to make sure that you're using that as feedback. So you don't repeat the same patterns and behaviors over and over and over again.
0: I love this so much. I love this so (laughs) much. And this is so refreshing because it really is. I feel like nutrition is such a, oh my gosh, if you Google it, You will find a million different right ways. You'll find a million different. This is it. This is the one, this is whatever, but it's so unique. The whole entire journey and figuring out what body, like how your body responds to certain foods. And I did a sensitivity test last year and some of the healthiest foods that I was eating was on the, on the thing. And I'm like, Holy crap, what (laughs) I would have eaten this forever. So it's like really giving yourself grace and, and, and allowing yourself to say, how do I feel? how do I want to feel? How do I want to look? How do I want to, what am I willing to do to get there? Like everything is like, I love how you're like, it's a season. Of course I've, I've had seasons where I'm like, I just want to be lean and strong. Like I want to look freaking good in my swimsuit. I want to see how lean I can get. And I was so dialed in. And then there's seasons where I'm like, yeah, no, I love home-baked cookies. I love ice cream. (laughs) I want to make sure those stay in my life forever. And it really is like finding that flow of Mm -hmm. where, where is your forever? Like, how can you figure out what you're doing can last forever? That is the secret that I think lots of people, Feel like they can never get to. It's like yeah. this. Like I can never get there, right? I
3: think because I think what happens is, is like as you're even describing that, I think people are get confused because they're stuck in the extremes. So even mm, yes. when you are allowing, say for like the cookies, for example, or like kind of you're not super dialed in you still have some kind of structure. You're still focusing on how food makes you feel. It doesn't mean now you're going on a free for all and you're eating to the point where you want to throw up. Like, you know what I mean? And I think that's where there's, you know, there's a middle ground for everyone. And then there's a little flexibility where you can dial it up, dial it down, but we don't want to keep, continue to play into this all or nothing mindset and mentality which oh takes, takes time. I mean, it's what we, we think that if we work harder, it'll come off faster or we'll get there quicker. But the reality is we know in everything in life. And I know you have a lot of people who have businesses, mm-hmm. um, you know, when you, like when I first started my business, it was really scary. I didn't know what the heck I was doing. If you would have told me that three years later, I'd have a team of dietitians and I'd, gone to where it's going like I don't I don't think I would have believed you but it honestly like 3 years sounds like a long time but for a business owner that's that's pretty darn good but if I expected to be where I was at in 6 months or a year mm-hmm. I probably would have fell on my butt it probably wouldn't have been you know it wouldn't have lasted you know the, yeah. the book took me 2 years to write that was so grueling hated it. <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah. but um it was worth it to me to 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 go through the suck honestly like yeah. that was worth it to me you have to Kind of, you get to choose. I think that's the lesson here: is you get to choose what you want your life to be like, what you want to feel like, Um, and you have, you know, you have control over more things than I think you think you do.
0: Yeah, I love that, and that's such a perfect reminder because I think so many women get started on a diet or a whatever with an end goal. They're like, I want to weigh this much. I want to look this way. I want to wear this pant size. Mm-hmm. And then when it doesn't happen, so they have these expectations. And when it doesn't happen as fast as they want, cause we all want the fast, fast, fast results. It, they get frustrated. They throw mm-hmm. in the towel, they go all or nothing. Like that is such a common vicious cycle. Like yeah. how would you help someone just say, okay, life we're training for life we're eating for life we're moving mm-hmm. for life mm-hmm. not for a season mm-hmm. not for a phase not for mm-hmm. a pant size mm-hmm. how do you make that mindset shift cuz that's like a game changer
3: yeah i mean you you pretty much just nailed it you have to remind them that it's so much more than you know you could have like these things to move the needle like for some people yeah, it's yeah. motivating if they have a trip coming up or they're getting married or you know they're going to be a, in a wedding um Or, you know, whatever it is, you can have those things as just like to help with like your kind of vision and forecasting, but you can't be married to those things. You can't be like disappointed if you don't get there by then. Um, And then you can't stop once you're there, right? Because if you like the results that you're getting, you're going to have to keep putting in that same amount of effort to get that in return. I mean, yeah, when we form habits, sometimes it's harder in the beginning, but then it does get easier, but you still have to put in the work. Like you still have to do it, right? So, um, when, it, when it comes to helping people to really just shift their mindset is number one, just realizing that this way that they're trying to get there as fast as possible is actually the slowest possible way <laughs> because they just keep self-sabotaging. They keep just yes. getting in their own way. Life keeps happening. It's not sustainable. So they're basically going to always be at zero or worse further back if they keep trying to rush the process. The other part is like that, it, it the process, you have to love the process. I, I say this a lot, which is- yeah. If you don't fall in love with the process, you're gonna be forever disappointed with your progress. So it's not about the end goal, it's about the journey and it's about trying to find ways to enjoy, which is why when you were, we were talking before, you were saying how like, it's true. Like there's so many ways in which you can handle your nutrition and you can handle your movement. Um, And the best way for you to be consistent is to eat foods that you like (laughs) uh, to eat foods that agree with your body um, to find movement styles that light you up or excite you, or they're not like the worst thing ever, you know, (laughs) like, and it, and it truly like, it doesn't really how you move it just matters that you do right it doesn't matter you know um, what foods specifically you eat but more so like when you eat them and how much and like your mindset behind it like there's so much more to it than just like eat this and and do that yeah um, i love that yeah and i think going back to like your like you 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 have to give your life a, also to like a little bit of a deeper meaning i will say that i think entrepreneurs you can have, you have two sides, right? You have the one side where it's almost like their health and nutrition kind of go to the ways, like they, they're like the last thing because they're prioritizing everything else. And then you have these other side of the entrepreneurs where it's like so dialed in because they almost feel like if it's not, <laughs> then yeah. their whole world's going to fall apart. Um, but you have to kind of bring it back to realizing that you know, how you eat and how you move and how you take care of yourself is just to help you be the better version of you.
1: Um,
3: and deciding like what, what, like what's the the purpose to be as lean as possible, or is the purpose to feel good? So you can serve your customers, (laughs) you know, like, why are you doing it? it has to be more than just a number on a scale or a
0: pan size. Absolutely. Love it. Love it. Love it. For, for anyone listening who maybe isn't super familiar with like diet culture. And I know there's so much going on on social media and I feel like the pendulum just swings. So it's like, it goes so far in all the directions, like just explain diet culture for a sec and kind of what that even, what does that Mm. mean? (laughs) Well, There's (laughs) uh, there's <laughs> many ways in which I can go about that. Um,
3: if you want to get to like the root of it, it's basically the way to keep women smaller um, and to be obsessed over their bodies and their yeah. aesthetics and what they look like, rather than focusing on how to contribute to the world. So that's like the bigger, deeper thing that like I don't know. Skinny is as- right. Yeah, but then, but then when, but when skinny is, it's like, oh no, everybody's skinny, so it's like, no, your eyebrows now have to be thinner. Oh now that that's goodness. now your butt has to be curvier. It's like yes. what's in is, you know, trending and it's a distraction. You trying to change your appearance, you have every right to do whatever you want to do with your body. I truly believe in body autonomy, but you really need to get to the root of why are you trying so hard to change your appearance? And it's most likely because of the messaging that's been bombarded our entire lives. So mm-hmm. in my book, Once Upon a Diet, I talk about how, yeah, I was directly told, if I didn't lose the weight, I would never get a boyfriend. So this idea that I believe that my weight was tied to my worth was 100% like a tie-in. But then you have people where you didn't even have to be told, right? So you, I like, for example, just growing up, if you think about I grew up, uh, I was born in 1990. So all of my favorite movies are all the Disney princesses, <laughs> every single one of them, Disney was my favorite. If you look at all the Disney princesses, the story is that they get the guy, they all have that hourglass shaped figure, and they all look exactly the same. Then as I got older, I would watch things like Shallow Hell, She's All That um princess diaries it was all about the girl had to change her entire appearance in order for the guy to even get her attention didn't matter what the guy looked like it had always was fixated on this on what the girl looked like and so um diet culture is basically just a giant distraction to pull us away from our deeper purpose And so what I, what we really need to do is we really need to disconnect like this idea that I need to look a certain way in order to be ready or in order to do what I want to do. And really just remind ourselves that So two, two parts I'll say. So we have to do that. We have to realize that our body really is the least interesting thing about us in the sense that we have so much more to offer the world Mm -hmm. is in our character, in our mission, in our vision, um, you know, as moms, as, as spouses, as partners, um, as friends, as sisters, siblings, whatever. So we have to realize that our body is the most, like, is the least interesting thing about us in that aspect. At the same time, our body is freaking amazing and capable of so many things and instead of taking it for granted we need to be grateful for it we need to see what it does for us and we need to use it as a way to get us to where we are designed to go and meant to do, meant to go and yeah, it's it. incredibly cool now so we don't have to punish it right we we don't want to neglect it either We need to strike that balance of how can I nurture it and care for it in the way that it needs to be taken care of, right? So how do I hydrate? How do I eat balance? How do I get more sleep? How do I occasionally allow myself to have that cookie because I really want it because it's so much more than just like what I want to look like, you know? So it's really... being able to kind of help people disassociate from that. And to realize that anytime they're feeling triggered to like do a juice cleanse or dry this detox tea or to get super, super lean, or they look in the mirror and they don't like what they see, they have a bad body image day, like, and they're kind of deciding like, Oh, now I'm going to change drastically change everything about them myself in order to feel better to fit in or to find the person to get the person to love me back. You have to remember that that's probably not truly what you're like, you are, your heart is telling you to do. That's like influence Mm -hmm. from diet culture from years and years and years. Um, and just know that like the diet industry is a 70, I think it's like 73 billion dollars at this point. Like so much money goes into distracting you and trying to pull from your attention and making you feel like you need to change the way you look like in order to be worthy of love and acceptance.
0: Yeah. Yeah amen, hallelujah, preach all the things.
3: <laughs> I could go on like so all good. the tangents.
0: <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm like, how do so I describe good, diet culture? Right? No, that was perfect. In a nutshell. I <laughs> so, was so good. It really is. And it's so fascinating to me because even looking back to when I, I was an athlete my entire life and I was never really overweight, but when I was not making good choices and I would start to just get a little bit fluffier or whatever, I just felt crappy. I felt like internally, I just did not feel good. So I was driven first by external things because I'm like, I want a six pack, but it was really because when I was fit and taking care of myself and making good choices in the kitchen, I felt my best internally. So it's like, you got to do some digging and be like, what do I really want? Why do I want it? What does that Mm -hmm. mean for me? Like, Mm -hmm. and everybody is so different. So it's so interesting because it's like you, like I was mentioning with the, like the pendulum swings, you have this one extreme of like the fit pros and they're so freaking lean and their life is literally working out, eating so dialed in like, and I have so much respect for that discipline because holy crap, that is hard. Mm-hmm. And then there's like the other extreme where it's like self-love and pos- body positivity and all the things and love your body. And I, and I love that because yes, you should, but not at the expense of taking care of your body and, and not just being like, oh, well I love my body. So I'm just going to do whatever I want and, and not move. And, and all like, there's like so much extreme in all of it. And so it's so just like, find your happy space, like find your sweet spot, like care for your body because you love your body, not because you hate your body and you want to punish it and you want to change it. And you want to, all of that negative like motivation is not going to keep you showing up. If you show up for yourself, if you eat in a way that cares for your body, because that's what makes you feel good, that's completely different than eating because you have to change and you have to be leaner and you have to lose the fat and you have to whatever. Like, so just understanding all of that mindset side of health makes... Oh my gosh. It's, it makes all the difference. I feel A like huge it's so difference. essential. Yeah. A
3: Huge difference. And I'll even add to that, like for those who are listening her like, how do I treat my body better? If I, if I do hate it, you're telling me to treat it like I love it, but I don't. And like, that's actually the, the, the trick. It's like fake it before you fake it, fake it till you'll make it. But before that, it's like, You do have to just accept it and just remind and just reflect on. Even I'm sure that hopefully there's one part. Actually, even forget about even like what part that you like that what it looks like. Just the fact that you can hear this right now, your ears are working, and that's a privilege, right? So the fact that my hope, my hope is most of you who are listening to this can also talk. That means you could probably chew food, you can swallow food. Uh, the fact that you can select and actually be stressed and worried about like how to diet is that's a privilege in itself. So we have to really check ourselves and just remind ourselves that, you know, in order for us to get to this place of self love, we have to really realize what our bodies are fully capable of and accept it for what it is. And, and we can't hate our way to anywhere because. Yeah you you're never going to feel like it was enough or you're were happy at the end like it's just um it's it's like a never ending cycle when you go about it that way but if you don't really love it quite yet um just accept it for what it is and also to know that part of being like body positive doesn't mean that you love it every day um it more so is just You realize that even if you didn't like what you saw in the mirror that day, now you you don't go to the drastics or to the extremes in order to Mm -hmm. fix it, quote unquote, or change it. You just accept it for a moment to have a check-in with yourself of like what's bothering me, what's going on, you know, how can I care for it better? Because I may probably. My guess is is on the days that you're having a bad body image day, you probably have been neglecting your body in some way, whether you're not getting enough sleep or maybe you maybe you're bloated because maybe you had a binge the night before and like you're struggling and that's okay, but we can't criticize our way to healing it. We have to just accept it and replace criticism with compassion and get curious with kind of why am I feeling this way? What's happening and like, how can I move into a less extreme way? Because um, we were just sharing how, like, when we, we overeat, you don't feel good, but also like extreme restriction doesn't really feel good either. Right. Yeah, so it's totally. really thinking about like, okay, what can I do differently? That's going to make me feel, uh, fed, focused, fueled, energized, um, and mentally and physically well altogether.
0: I love that so much. Taking a quick TV time out to make sure that you guys know that I have some free goodies for you. So, as a listener, I just want to show my appreciation and thank you so much for showing up weekly to hear from the guests that we have, to take just all of these nuggets away and apply them into your life. I want to celebrate you. And in order to do that, I also want to make sure that you're getting value that is relevant to where you're at in your life. So, in order to get the freebies, go to micafulsomefit.com/slash. D Y C for do your crap. Micah slash D Y C. And you can put in your email there and get access to the goodies. You will get a 50% off promo code to any of my mini workshops, and you will also get a freebie depending on what you want, whether you're a mom that wants to experience more joy in life that needs help on our health journey, wants tips and nuggets and value and motivation, whether you're a business owner that's trying to work through some mindset stuff and feel confident in what you have and how you want to serve, or whether you're in the network marketing space and you really want to gain confidence around recruiting, around onboarding, around mentoring your team, I have a free goodie for you. So make sure you go to that link, grab it, And that will also get you access to my weekly emails where I send inspiration, motivation, nuggets, value, things that I'm learning, things that I'm teaching. And I just want to be that voice in your back pocket that on the weeks that are hard, on the weeks that you're just not feeling it, maybe that email pops through and you go, okay, thanks, Micah. I got this. Thanks for the reminder. That is what my weekly emails are for because we all need that positive voice that we should carry around with us everywhere. So go get on the list, go grab your freebie and let's get back to the show. Taking a quick TV time out to make sure that you guys know that I have some free goodies for you. So as a listener, I just want to show my appreciation and thank you so much for showing up weekly to Hear from the guests that we have to take just all of these nuggets away and apply them into your life. I want to celebrate you. And in order to do that, I also want to make sure that you're getting value that is relevant to where you're at in your life. So in order to get the freebies, go to micafolsomfit.com slash DYC for do your crap, micafolsomfit.com slash DYC. And you can put in your email there and get access to the goodies. You will get a 50% off promo code to any of my mini workshops, and you will also get a freebie depending on what you want, whether you're a mom that wants to experience more joy in life, that needs help on her health journey, wants tips and nuggets and value and motivation, whether you're a business owner that's trying to work through some mindset stuff and feel confident in what you have and how you want to serve, or whether you're in the network marketing space and you really want to gain confidence around recruiting, around onboarding, around mentoring your team, I have a free goodie for you. So make sure you go to that link, grab it. And that will also get you access to my weekly emails where I send inspiration, motivation, nuggets, value, things that I'm learning, things that I'm teaching. And I just want to be that voice in your back pocket, That on the weeks that are hard, on the weeks that you're just not feeling it, maybe that email pops through and you go, okay, thanks, Micah. I got this. Thanks for the reminder. That is what my weekly emails are for, because we all need that positive voice that we should carry around with us everywhere. So go get on the list, go grab your freebie, and let's get back to the show. Love it so much. How, How would you help someone who's struggling with emotional eating, binging, turning to food to cope, all of those things that so many people struggle with.
3: Yeah. Um, So this is actually our specialty. So I am going to try to like, once again, shorten it as much (laughs) as I can to be as helpful as I can. But if you want further suggestions or tips, definitely follow me on Instagram at tips underscore with underscore Tony with an I, and then feel free to message me. Um, there's a lot of content there, but also if with you as an individual, you might be struggling in a certain way. So a couple things. First of all, it's definitely like our mindset around food definitely has to change because if we think that certain foods are bad and that we're not supposed to have them and we shouldn't have them, then you know the guilt and the shame just usually kind of leads us to either going back into those extremes, right? So if you think that you're not allowed to eat carbs, for example, because carbs are the devil, and now you're eating something that has carbohydrates, and you're freaking out about it, you're either going to do one of two things. You're either going to one, feel like you need to punish yourself through maybe extreme exercise or purging in some way. Um, and, you know, kind of, so, so you kind of get stuck into that. Or two, you're going to say, oh, I already screwed up, screw this. Um, may as well just keep going. Then you overeat on those things um, and some, and then you have that stomachache and you feel bad. And then unfortunately what happens is now you go back into the restriction or the diet or um, the feel like you have to punish yourself again. So in order to break free of that, we definitely need to change the way that we look at food. I mean, we're not, obviously we know that like broccoli is more nutritious than say a cookie, but that's not what we're arguing here. So when I say there's no good or bad food, what I mean is that like, you're not a good or bad person based off of how you eat. Like you didn't rob a bank, you know, you're not, it's not literally too, also too, like one moment of indulgence isn't going to ruin your progress, but listen to this, how you respond to it will, right. So that one moment of indulgence, (laughs) You know, so you have a cookie. It's not. It's a cookie. It's okay. It's not okay to have a cookie, right? But if you now have that cookie and you think, oh no, now I need to punish myself and work out like a crazy person and skip meals, you'll probably eventually end up lead to binging. Or the second part is you say, oh screw it, I shouldn't have had that. So you respond to it that way, and now you have the whole box of cookies. Like yeah. you're gonna wake up with a stomach ache, right? But allowing yourself to know that it's okay, often it kind of breaks you. You you slowly start to break free from that like restrict binge cycle um, and the emotional eating as well so when it comes to um emotional eating so and i all understand that that's not gonna you're not gonna master that overnight like that takes a long time to change your mindset around food but um the other part i will say is that when a lot of people when they struggle with emotional eating i usually describe it i wish i had like a picture i can show you guys um think about um uh, I want to, I think they're, I teach this all the time. They're called Venn diagrams, right? The two circles that go over each other. Okay. (laughs) So think about one Venn diagram is like your physical hunger. And then think of the other Venn diagram as your psychological hunger, right? And then they overlap. So most people, especially women are going around under eating during the day. Maybe they're overtraining or maybe they're just not eating enough. Maybe they're skipping meals, right? Um, So they're physically hungry during the day. And then psychologically, they're pouring to others, they're working 80 plus hours, they're, you know, being a mom, they're being a spouse, they're giving out, giving out, giving out, giving out. So emotionally, they're depleted. So psychologically, they're hungry because they're not restoring in any way. And physically, they're hungry as well. Then we have the overlap. That overlap is what you call the danger zone. So a lot of women come to us feeling really struggling with emotional eating at night and on the weekends, and sometimes even in the middle of the day before the kids come home right so it's just almost like feels like they can't get a day without it happening or and if they do, it's because they, have you know, are back in like that diet mindset of extreme restriction, so. In order for us to really heal that, we have to, you know, there's many things that we can do. But the first part is we need to make sure you're fully fed. Because if you're physically hungry, and now we're telling you that, like, okay, I want you at dinner to try to eat, you know, have a more balanced plate, have some lean proteins, have a complex carb, have some veggies, you know, balance it out. um, But you're starving. You're not going to want those, you're starving and you're tired and you're angry and you're frustrated. So you're going to want the foods that are, you know, fried or filled with sugar or just like not balanced at all. You're not going to want a vegetable. You're going to want the quickest, easiest, fastest thing. Right? So what we really like to encourage people to do is to make sure they're fully fed first, um, practice that. And now we know when this urge to eat comes up, we know it's emotional. Whereas sometimes it's hard to tell. A lot of people will tell Mm -hmm. me, I'm not sure if I'm hungry. I'm not sure if I'm tired. I'm not sure if I'm stressed. And that's also because when we're psychologically like pushing out to others and we're, we're busy, we're distracted. We're maybe super anxious. We, we might not feel our hunger cues. Most people are not in touch with their hunger cues. Right. So we need to establish that first, but so we can clearly decide, okay, now we know it's hundred percent emotional. When we know it's hundred percent emotional, we obviously need to come up with different coping mechanisms outside of food. And that's going to look different for everyone. Some people might, depending on the time of day, too. Like I might say, go for a walk, but if it's 11 o'clock at night, where are you walking? Right. So um, you know, you might journal, you might call a friend, you might go for a walk. Um, it might even like sound silly, but like shake your body and just like change your mood and just like change your state, yeah. Change your state, right? Like get out of the room. Um And basically like explore if you, if it passes, right. Because most of our emotions and our moods and our urges pass, but when we impulsively give in to them, it's hard to let us know that we're capable of actually not. And that there's another thing that might help us. Um, One last thing I'll say that can be helpful to just remember how to do that is to practice what I call, call the pause method. So pause stands for P pay attention, a assess how you feel. You understand why you feel that way s set up a plan and then e execute that plan so for example if you struggle with emotional eating especially in the evenings um you have this urge to go and have something to go to, to raid the cabinet let's say to just allow yourself to go to raid the cabinet um so you pay attention you assess how you feel you're feeling tired you're feeling like oh it's the only moment i have to myself um you're understanding why you feel that way well yeah because you don't set boundaries. Um, you constantly are, you know, you, this really is the only time you have for yourself. (laughs) Like, so part of it might be valid. Right. Um, but also you're exhausted because you were up last night overeating and being kind of, you know, in your feelings and also eating all the food and then you overslept and then you didn't do your workout. And it just like, was this vicious cycle. Mm -hmm. Right. So now to set up a plan, if you want a different outcome, what do we need to do? We need to go to bed. Just go to bed, <laughs> right? And I know you want. That's what we call like the buyback time. You just like want those moments for yourself. And I totally get it. Trust me. I I I'm a, I call myself. A, I'm a stepmom of a five year old. So I'm not like. I feel like we have her 50 percent of the time. So sometimes I feel bad saying I'm a mom because it's like. I don't have the 100%, res- I never gave childbirth. I don't have her full time. So I know you guys have it so much harder than I do. <laughs> and, I, and I have one and you have like five. So, <laughs> so it's different. It's so I, I do get it. You know, I definitely get it. But then it's like you have to decide, you have to know that you're making a choice. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Right. Then you're making a choice to then be tired the next day and potentially do it all over again. So I'm not saying that, you know, it's right or wrong or whatever, but I am mean, saying like let's bring awareness to why it's happening and let's explore. Different ways, and honestly, it's also okay to emotionally eat. I will say that as well. It's also very normal to emotionally eat. We just want to be mindful of how frequently it's happening, um, when it's happening, why it's happening, and if it's getting the way, getting in the way of you making progress, you need to then decide like, is the method I'm doing maybe not for me? Um, do I really want this? Is that the goal I'm really like? I really want, um, you know? And are there ways where even when I emotionally eat, it's still looks better than it used to. That's another thing too. Like you, you always have a choice. And I think that's the message that I hope people are hearing is that just because you quote unquote screwed up, or even just, just because you are emotionally eating doesn't mean that you ruined your progress just means you now have a moment to reflect.
0: I love that so much because I feel like, I feel like so many people get stuck in their own head. Like, gosh, I, I just can't figure this out. Like I can't figure this out. I keep failing. I keep this. I can't, I can't. And it's like that perfection. I feel like ninety-nine percent of the time, nutrition comes back to that all-or-nothing, all-or-nothing, all-or-nothing. You're so stuck in good and bad, all or nothing, blah blah blah. And it's just really like when you mentioned emotional eating is okay, like it's pretty normal. But is it totally blocking you from your goals and how you want to feel? Is it happening Mm -hmm. every day? Is it? Is it your only coping mechanism? Like, let's figure this out. And so it really is just once again, give yourself grace. Don't judge yourself. Don't make it about your sense of worth or your sense of, I'm a failure. I can't do this. I'm not this. It is what it is. And now Mm -hmm. that you're aware of what's going on, you can do differently. You can be differently. You can choose to create different habits. You can choose to whatever it is that you need to do to move forward through this journey of life. Like that is what we're dealing with here. It's not just a season. It's not just a diet. It's not just a, a quick phase. Like we are doing life with emotions and trials and pandemics and all of the things. And then we also have goals and we also have trips we want to feel confident Mm -hmm. for. And like, that's a lot to juggle. It's a lot, (laughs) but I I love how you're just like, but you can do this. Like, yeah, it's just, you could do this. Like you could figure this out and there's resources, right? There's like, there's, I mean, I went in stock Tony's Insta last night before we recorded and she puts out so much valuable content. Like if you're struggling with nutrition, don't wait for a second, like go follow Mm. her, make sure that you have those. Sometimes it's those little, just nuggets. It's that yeah. little reminder in your back pocket when you're having a moment, maybe that's your new cycle. Maybe you're like, okay, I want to go eat all the things. Let me go check out Tony's Insta really quick and see if I can, <laughs> and see if I can get like some, some quick feedback on what to do in this moment. And it really is breaking that pattern because we mm-hmm. just get in these patterns of this is yes. what's normal. This is what I do. Yes. And that's sometimes the hardest part is breaking the pattern and creating a new one that serves yeah. you. And that makes you Yeah. Feel
3: better. Absolutely. And that's, yeah, that's everything I talk about in my book as well. It's all about kind of breaking those patterns, but what you mentioned, actually, I think we need to just remind people like how you talk to yourself really matters. So if you catch yourself saying like, I'm a failure, why did I do this again? I'm so frustrated. Uh, You need to change that immediately because that leads to nowhere good (laughs) at all. Right. So we really need to, and I, I know it's easier said than done, but like, what would you say to a friend? How would you say to, actually beyond that, what would you say to a child? Because sometimes we could be like funny with our friends. What would you say to a child? You would not talk to a child the way that you talk to yourself. Totally. And most of us honestly are just trying to heal our inner child anyway. So, so true. <laughs> to just remind yourself that we all are little kids that like, just maybe didn't get the attention in the way that we deserved. Right. Um, that's like what I lived my whole life. I was never praised for my appearance. And so I went my entire life trying to be noted more noticed for my appearance, specifically to be in a smaller body. Um, and I spent like a majority of my life trying to heal that and once you, when I had conversations with my inner child, I started to realize like, you are worthy. You are noticed. You are beautiful. You are smart. You are strong. You are kind. You're important. You are such an incredible asset to this world. Please stop allowing your body or with the view of the world thinks your body should look like get in the way of your vision and your path. Like, you know, so have a conversation with your, with your inner self.
0: Yeah. I love it so much. What I, I work with clients and obviously the focus is fitness and nutrition. But what I realized really quickly was it was mindset and that inner voice and thoughts and that dictated everything else. So like, I was like, okay, (laughs) we need to focus here. And that's how the podcast came about. I'm like mindset over everything and whatever you're in business, your health journey, motherhood, Mm -hmm. that is the foundation that you've got to get straight. If you ever want to build anything else on it. And it's like, oh, it's everything.
3: It it's really everything. is. It really is. Yeah. Your mind's always looking to prove things, right? Yeah. So whatever
0: you think you're going to find it. <laughs> Absolutely. It's like a Google search engine. If you yeah. ask it crappy questions, you're yeah. going to find crappy answers exactly. and continue living those crappy results. Like yes, you got to ask yourself more empowering questions. That's a whole nother podcast. <laughs> yeah, for sure. well I love it so much so much good stuff um remind them one more time where to find you where to stay connected with you um and keep getting all your goodness yeah so definitely on Instagram
3: that's where I hang out the most at tips underscore with Tony with an I you can get my book on Amazon once upon a diet there is an audio audio version a Kindle version and obviously the paperback um so yeah follow along um I also have a really fun um eating archetype quiz. Basically go to my Perfect. website tipsatony.com and you can see which Disney princess you eat like as I was kind of talking about before about the Disney princesses. Um, they all have different characteristics that make them beautiful, but a lot of them tend to use them in the wrong way. So it's teaching you how to use your superpower in a way so that you can break up with the diet cycle and stop emotional eating and just live a healthier lifestyle um, without having these limitations of who your what your characteristic is. Love it
0: so much, so much. You are so filled with nuggets and gold and wisdom. And I just appreciate you for coming on, sharing what you know and what you're all about. And you guys, if you feel like this resonated with you, if you found value, make sure you share it on Insta so that we can see what resonated with you. Tag Tony, tag me at Micah Folsom Fit. And if you are in the wellness industry and you're working with clients and they're struggling with nutrition, send them this episode. Like this is, this is gonna be one that I put in my back pocket and send all of my clients because it's the number one struggle. It always comes back to nutrition. I'm not getting results, I feel crappy always comes back to nutrition, always comes back to mindset, all of these things. So just remember that it's life. You guys, that's what we're training for. Give yourself grace. You have time to figure this out. You are worthy. All of the things. All right. Love you guys so much. And we'll see you back here next week. Thanks, Tony. Thanks for hanging. Now let's go take action on those goals and dreams. Because if you can feel it in your heart and see it in your head, then you can hold it in your hand. So until next time, go do your craft.
2: Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient.